0: uncovering your truth and fire, one conversation at a time. This is The Spitfire Podcast. The Spitfire Podcast is brought to you by The Spitfire Coach, a subsidiary of Lauren Lemunian Coaching, LLC. If you like more information about business coaching or how to get the passion back in your profession, go to Lemunion.com or thespitfirecoach.com. Hey guys, it's your host, Lauren Lemunyan, the Spitfire coach. I'm coming to you every week, bringing you stories of creative entrepreneurs, passionate professionals, and their journey along the way. I would love it if you could give us a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or however you listen to podcasts. Head on over to SpitfirePodcast.com. Subscribe, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your Uber driver, tell anyone that matters, and you keep being awesome.
1: guys, welcome to the Spitfire podcast. Today, we're talking to to a People Maven. She is Chelsea Tucker from People Maven. We're talking about this brand new startup. I don't know how brand new it is, but we're going to talk about it, what it's up to, uh, how she found out about the Spitfire podcast and what her goals are for this year and beyond. Uh, We're going to talk about connections, influencers, um, how you can get your message out, how you can connect other people, I'm assuming that's what we're talking about today and paying it forward and being even awesomer and spitting some fire. So, Chelsea, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you
2: so much for having
1: me. I'm really excited. That's awesome. So you're doing marketing, and and if anyone's ever worked in a startup, you're wearing about seven or eight other hats at a given time. So what is it about the startup environment that attracted you in?
2: Well, you know, I, I am a people person. And so, uh, first of all, if you even just say people, Maven, well, um it just speaks to who I am. I, I, I love, um, management, you know, roles and leadership roles. And I've really become, that's what I've focused on as a professional is, um, connection and sort of maximization of people's skill sets, similar to a coach, I guess, similar, maybe what you do. Uh, so when I learned about people, Maven, it was just really exciting because the the mission is, is really quite simple and it's that, you know, regardless of all these social media platforms that we have, in the end of the day, your connections matter. And who you know and who you can access easily really matters. And that's still really challenging for people. Um, I think all of us have had that moment where you go to a Google search and you need anyone from, you know, I used to recruit um, people managers. So, you you know, oh, I need a new retail manager. or Oh, I need, I need a babysitter. And you go to Google and you just, the result is just this sort of, just overwhelming list of sort of irrelevant or, you know, just this stuff. And it's just not, it's not fun and it's not easy. And what Lewis Lynn, the founder of People Maven, is out to do is to make people searching fun and easy. Um, and that's what we're out to do. Uh, people Maven is a company that makes lists of awesome people and shares them with the world. And so just that right there, it's people, it's the startup. It's like, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be. People startup and awesomeness,
1: winning combo. There you go. Yeah, Yeah, There you go. That's very cool. So I want to get back to something that you said about, you know, that people are constantly looking for connections and referrals. But when you're living in a new city, you know, whether it's D.C. or Seattle or or in a foreign country, what do you think is the reason that people are struggling with making connections on their own?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's such a good question. I think there's so many different elements to it. And the first is you already touched on it. We're just so transient now. And we have been, you know, for years, but particularly millennial generation, we all expect to move away for college and spend a little bit of time overseas. And um, I mean, obviously, I'm speaking about a pretty, you know, specific demographic. But generally speaking, you expect to move away and and sort of, we we hop from city to city. And we spend time overseas. and, And that's, just a wonderful experience, they're wonderful things, but at the end of the day, old-fashioned networks are just different. And that's why we have LinkedIn and that's why we have you know Facebook and all the things we have, but we don't have a website that just has lists of people by category. There, it just doesn't exist. And uh, when I sat down and talked to the founder as I was trying to get clear on what the vision and the mission of PeopleMaven was for myself, he said something really compelling. He said, look, I've been a recruiter for 15 years. This doesn't exist. I need to be able to go somewhere and say, I need a list of the best software engineers on the West Coast. You know, I, I, that shouldn't be hard. We have the technology to do it. We have the people connectivity to do it, but it's just not there. And so I think transience is one one element. I think the other thing is just um, it, it takes time to connect, right? Mm-hmm. If you really look back on, you know, all the people in your life who have maybe helped you get a job or have been willing to offer you a referral, there's like a level of closeness that's required um, to really have a comfort level with that type of request. Like, hey, will you introduce me to so-and-so? Or, hey, I, I really think you'd be good for this role. I'm going to introduce you to my manager or my HR professional. There's just a level of connect- connectivity and trust that's necessary that, frankly, we just don't have very much time for. I think um, there's a really interesting quote about eating a pound of salt with someone it's an old quote that basically says, in order to really know someone, you need to eat meals with them. You need to have a pound of salt. And the way things work nowadays is we don't have that much time to eat pounds of salt, I think, with someone. I think that's why um, maybe college roommates are just become friends no matter what, because they eat together. And so that's that's how it happens. So I think those are two of the, the main reasons why it is such a struggle. That You know, it's so interesting. Uh,
1: a year and a half ago, I started, by chance, a Monday night potluck in my building. So,
0: DZ, I love that. I love that. It, it, it started with two of
1: us, and we just had too much food when we were grilling out, and we invited people, and two became four, and the next week it became eight, and now we have anywhere from, like, 20 to 40 people showing up, and the rule is you bring a dish or you bring a bottle of wine, but yes. everyone just drops their guard. Like, we have congressmen eating with us. We have actors. We have teachers and people from like various political sides coming together and just breaking bread.
2: That is awesome. So, so let me give you like kind of a fun take on what like the website would be used for. So this, this amazing experience that you created around food, which I love and I have like, I have stories of it and my husband and I created a a dinner club in DC and it was the single most impactful thing we did um, Mm -hmm. as a couple in, in terms of staying connected because what it was, it was three couples Uh, We adored, you know, all the people involved. There were six of us, and we decided that for one year we were going to commit to having dinner together, all six of us, once a month, and we would rotate who hosted. And um, we did it for a year, and then we did it for another year, and then before you knew it, it was was about, I want to say it went on for about three and a half years before we left D.C., and it's just because everyone's craving that connection and that sort of not just connection, but consistency and connection. You know, I knew that it was easy because I knew there was going to be a follow up. I wasn't going to have to hunt them down and get on their calendar. And it was like, no, we're going to prioritize you once a month for an entire year and just see what happens. Um, so but, you know, back to what I was saying is what a really fun take on how somebody might use uh our product people made product would be, so you have this like tremendous experience where senators and neighbors and all these people are coming to like join you in this feast. And as a personal aside, um, you could say, you know what, this is really fun. I'm going to create um, a, a list on people PeopleMaven of all the people that frequent our, our barbecue just so that people can feel like they know what's going on when all of a sudden there's a flood of people in our atrium or whatever. Um, and it works very much like Pinterest. So if you were going to design, like, a beautiful a uh, front room right you'd have pictures of pillows and carpets and chairs whereas on people maven you'd have pictures and short descriptions of the humans who attend your your awesome uh, cookout and with a description and um, and that would be your personal list and you could choose to share it with people or you could just have it as as your list for yourself very similar to a pinterest board um people are calling us uh, sort of pinterest for people if that helps people pinterest <laughs> yeah there you go People pinterest pin people that <laughs> matter to you and that have impacted you or that are interesting to you and put them on a list mm-hmm. okay
1: so i you know i, I want to go back to one thing you said about finding a job and finding new opportunities um because i work with a lot of um, people who are in transition recent grads people who are like i just need to find this new opportunity so in that standpoint of someone who is out seeking endorsement, what would you suggest is the most effective way to do that?
2: Just in general, what's what's the most... Yeah, I mean, like, in
1: order to connect with people, what do you see is that in order to... If people are so strapped for time um, and they don't have the time to build relationships, people know that it's critical in order to get them to the next opportunity. How would you suggest that
2: someone who's new
1: to the city or new to... Um, a
2: career field goes next. Yeah, that's a great question. And usually what I tell folks is I get that question a lot too. Um, you got to get out there. So first things first is a lot of times we take for granted the networks that we already have. Even if you're new to a city and even if you're new to an industry or you're just fresh out of college, um, oftentimes we overlook the connections that we already have, and I think a lot of that, you know, it's it's less about necessarily get on LinkedIn and scroll through everybody you've ever connected with, or um, you know, I do recommend using LinkedIn; it's a very helpful tool. But more importantly, it's about sitting back and really authentically asking yourself, you know, who do I know who's impacted my life, who I could circle back with um, authentically. And I think to carry that idea forward is just the encouragement that no matter where you are, if you're you know, at the, you know, pinnacle of your career, or if you're taking a step back, always be authentic to who you are, not only as a professional, but as a person, because it's those connections that happen authentically along the way that eventually get you to where you need to go. Um, so that would be the first step I would say is take stock of the people who might have really interesting insights about who you should be connecting with, or even where you should be working, Where where's a place that would fit for you. Um, So that would be the first sort of organic thing I would recommend. And then the next next thing I would recommend would be do use online resources. You know, um, platforms like LinkedIn, platforms like Meetup have really interesting opportunities. You can look for local events where you can network. And that's really important. You know, until you already have your mental list of people you want to network with in your industry, you have to just make – you have to focus on it and and make time for it. And it doesn't have to be this, like – hugely burdensome thing. You know, I think setting goals around it is really wise saying, you know, I'm going to, I mean, and I did that this year just to be authentic about it. I said, you know what, once a month in 2018, um, I'm going to, um, sp- spend time specifically on networking now that I'm back in Seattle, I have quite a few friends here from high school and long time ago, but it's time for me to, to really kind of get in and get my elbows dirty on, on who's here now. Um, so I think those are two good starting points. If that
1: if that answers your question. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, The the question I have for you is what do you find most challenging about networking?
2: I think um, to be honest with you, I love to network. (laughs) I love talking to people (laughs) and meeting people. So that's a really tough question because I generally speaking, that's been a skill of mine. It's it's been a passion of mine. Um, I, I like to meet people and learn about what what they're up to. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe that hits on it. I think what can be awkward sometimes for folks about networking is we make it all about ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. We make it about like, what am I going to say? Or what do I have to offer? Or actually, if you just stop and really listen to the other person, you know, what you can offer will come out. Right. So you've had that experience where all of a sudden someone that you barely know is like, Hey, what did you just say? Oh, you're interested in negotiation strategy. Hey, you know, my uncle teaches negotiation theory at whatever Mm -hmm. it's in. It's in the moments where someone's actually listening that connectivity happens. And so, yeah, I think I really like to network. So that's yeah. probably why I'm having fun on the podcast right now.
1: That's awesome. Well, the, the, what I see so much is that when people are trying to network, they're making it about them. And exactly. they're not present in the moment of just I – I just had a meeting with someone. I was like, okay, so what are you What are you nervous about? And he said, well, I'm nervous about feeling shy. And and so we worked through it. And I just said, I want you to go into your strength. And and he is an event planner. And I was like, I want you to to scan the room and look for areas of interest and intrigue and just be really curious about learning about people and
2: take yourself out of it. A hundred percent, because the most compelling conversations come when you're really listening to someone. And yeah, I think that's awesome advice. How did it go? How did it go for him? What happened? I have a meeting with him next week about it, but apparently it's
1: gone really well. So this is his first time he's building a company and, and going, in fact, finding and, and building connections. So um, I have no doubt that he that he completely killed it. So um, I, I will let you know <laughs> what happens from it. But no. I, mean, I see so many people like having this anxiety and, you know, people say, well, I'm an introvert. I don't like networking. Um, and and in that case, it's actually in their benefit because – People who are generally extroverted, it's like a numbers game of like, let me talk to all the people and do this. But introverts will focus in on people and have really deep conversations when they want to do it. Um, and they're going to have meaningful relationships that come from a networking event.
2: A hundred percent. You know, this is, uh, it reminds me of a conversation I recently had with Lewis, the founder of People Maven. And um, we were talking about uh, company values and, and, sort of the the attributes in an employee that, that we're looking to bring onto the team, that he's looking to bring onto the team, and we were defining that, and he said, well, you know, and I have a sales background, I love to be around people, I, I'm a, described as a pretty high-energy person, um, and he said, well, you know, I don't, I don't want to feel like I have to be rah-rah about these values. And I kinda of chuckled. I thought, you know what, that's such a great point. Because that's not the that's not what we're going for. We don't wanna to have to be quote, have to be anything, first of all. And then also, rah rah. Oh, and I, I really we we talked and I knew what he meant. He meant like I that's how do you have impactful conversations and stay true to your personality? And I think sometimes introverts or, you know, folks who don't have a whole lot of experience with networking, they have this thing in their mind about what what it's supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. And it's, he, as he described it, it, was really funny. It was like, rah-rah. I'm like, no, we don't we don't want anyone to like muster up rah-rah. We, um, we want authentic conversation. And that comes in a, in a variety of forms depending on the personality of the person. So I think what you bring up is a really good point. Everyone's going to have their own networking style. I think the common... Uh, need is to be authentic Mm -hmm. Uh, and to be a good listener is a huge piece of it.
1: Totally. And it's, it's so interesting because we have this very one-sided social media platform where it's all about me. And even if you're just taking pictures of places and, and and cats and dogs, it's still about you. Um, And I think that the dialogue is what people are craving now.
2: Definitely. I mean, that's such a good call. It. I'd actually never thought about it in that way. Like, how how are you listening in social media? Um, and it's actually kind of a compelling framework uh, to think about people, Maven. Your lists that you create are essentially about you and your framework of thought. But the sharing element um, and the observation element, one of my favorite things, it's so funny about the site, is I get on and I just search for, like, anything interesting. So I love yoga. I'm a total yoga fanatic. And I like lists of yoga teachers because I find yoga teachers to be um, really inspiring. I had actually Down Dog Yoga is in D.C. Do you ever go there?
1: No, but my friend just won uh, a gift card there because she won a social media campaign for uh, this dog um, like fashion <laughs> show. Yeah. Funny enough. <laughs> That's right? how I know about it.
2: <laughs> um, okay. Well, it's life changing. So the the owner of that uh, small business definitely changed my life. She's amazing. Um so, basically, I, like, I love to do that. I love to see, okay, has anybody made any new lists of yoga teachers? And it's interesting because you're putting it through the framework of are you listening? And in a way, I'm like, well, you know what? That's kind of a unique way to listen. Uh, what is someone else's opinion on the most inspiring yoga teachers? Like, what is someone's opinion on uh, who are the most interesting, you know, name the category, fill in the blank? Um, that's cool. Thanks for bringing that up.
1: Yeah, that's just what popped into my head of like, what's what's actually happening that I'm that I'm experiencing from people. So that's why I love doing podcasts, because it's open dialogue, and people can actually listen. (laughs) There you go. Yes. (laughs) That's great. So who who are your speaking of lists? Who are the top three people that you're influenced and inspired by?
2: That's such a good question. Um, you know, I I'm so, I, I'm gonna go personal on this just because that's my experience. Is the most influential people in my life are people that I know intimately, um, and of course, there's like celebrities I look up to, right? But um, authentically, I think it's always a little closer, a little closer, right? Um, first off, I would just say my mom. She's just this wonderful, um, energetic charismatic human who she's just found a way to balance like personal ambition with sacrifice for our family. Uh, She was just a tremendous example for me. She worked my whole life, but she also was at my softball games. You know, she, she didn't do it perfectly. And that's not what I'm trying to say, but she inspired me to work hard and to, to sort of, she's, she's also very entrepreneurial, she's very creative. She, she always was the person. If I had an idea, I could come to her and she would say, do it. Do it, Chels, um, and that really made an impact on me because Mom was just that person who believed that I could do anything, and she believed she could do anything. Um, but she was also such a family person. She she wasn't she wasn't she she somehow had that balance of being present but also being ambitious. Mm-hmm. I've always admired her for that. Um, the second person that I would say is uh, my career mentor. Her name is Heidi Poza incredible human being. Uh, She spent the first part of her career as a diplomat's wife, but she was working for consulates and um, embassies all over the world. She speaks three languages. Um, I met her when I worked at Freddie Mac and we were working on board support and I learned customer service from from Heidi because she was my boss when the the housing market crashed. I was at Freddie Mac and my job was a board support analyst. So my job went from you know um i'm we were like the funnel the funnel sort of channel prior to any documentation going to the board so it was a really cool job but it was very normal you know it was normal anywhere from like 45 to 55 hours a week it went from that to you know really intense as you can imagine it might have been for the board of directors during the housing crisis right mm-hmm. her composure and compassion during that time was just something that i remember being in complete and total awe of um she was just amazing. She was energetic. She was inspirational. Uh, she kept us going I and mean, we were pulling crazy hours as you can imagine. Um, she just, she just was a people motivator because she was selfless in the way that she worked. She was the, she was just the person who always was there to fill in the gaps to encourage you. Uh, she ultimately was the person who motivated me to go to business school. Just a tremendous human. Um, that was pretty long-winded, but I could talk about people that I'm inspired by like for a long time. <laughs> so there were two. You asked for three. Um, oh gosh, it's like such a competition of people right now. It's hard to choose. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say that. I'm gonna go ahead and say that it's a former colleague named Lauren Evans. I, I hired her at Lululemon, uh, and quite frankly, I took a lot of slack uh, for hiring her because she was very. Um, brilliant first of all but very gregarious rough around the edges charismatic just the kind of person you never forget right mm-hmm. and I was i was looking for an assistant manager at the time and I met her and we hit it off and I just thought it has to be her like she'll inspire my team like I know it and um and you know the road was a little rocky in the beginning Yeah, you know, she had been at um she had literally been an entertainer on a, a Caribbean cruise line for like a decade. I know so you the time. Imagine, Yeah, you can imagine like the just the attitude and the mentality was um very different in some ways from what we what we were going for at Lululemon. And at the same time, it was also very similar. She was very entrepreneurial, she was very creative, she was very gregarious, she was she was enrolling, you know. Um And, you know, she is to this day one of the most inspiring people I've ever met. She's currently uh, managing regional community events for the company in actually the D.C. area. She runs yoga events and all kinds of stuff for Lululemon there. But part of the reason why she's so inspiring to me is because she has given me some of the hardest feedback I've ever heard in my life over and over again. I mean, every time I'm with Lauren, I know for a fact I saw her a couple months ago. She was in Seattle for a work thing and we met up and sure enough. Right before the end of dinner, she hit me with some feedback, and it was like, gosh, you know, this person really knows me, and she cares enough about me to risk saying the hard thing, and, um, and it goes both ways, for sure, we have that kind of a relationship, but she... She's up there. She's a really inspiring human being. And if you get a chance to meet her, you absolutely should. Her name's Lauren Evans, and she's worth looking up.
1: (laughs) Lauren Evans, I'm coming for you. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is definitely going to be on one of my People Maven lists. There is no doubt about that. I feel like you need a podcast. I love talking about people I'm obsessed with, yeah. <laughs> that's probably why, that's why, that's what People Maven is about. So the whole idea is people should be open about who's great. It shouldn't be a big secret. And I think the reason why um, the founder, Lewis, is so passionate about this is because he was in recruiting for years mm-hmm. and it's like everybody keeps their special people like locked up in this box of like, ooh, I don't want anyone else to have access to these amazing humans. But actually, that's just the worst psychology ever. Like it's, it's you know, this belief that there are only a certain amount of great people and so you need to like hide them for later in case you need them yourself or you need to access them yourself where actually it should be like a stage. And if you meet someone great, you should say, this person's incredible at this. Anybody who's interested in getting good at that, call Lauren Evans. And I believe personally that... That kind of generosity and sharing, um, it's just going to make the world better. And I know that that's what um, Lewis believes, and, and that's why People Maven is what it is. It's in its early stages, but that's what we're going for.
1: That's awesome. I actually did a, a blog during my 100-day blog challenge that I self-imposed my, myself. I suffered through it, but I did it. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm insane like that. Um, but I wrote a uh, blog post about getting yourself a hype manner woman. Like the person that is going to endorse you, that's going to like sing your praises, that's going to open the doors for you. Because there's something that happens when you get that cosign from someone else. And that's what it sounds like people even does, that it really just allows people to, to hype people up and, and to speak from this like, I'm really effing proud of this person and I want you to know about them.
2: Absolutely. And it's it's what um, Lewis would call it's a behavioral change. I mean, the reality is we're so used to not doing this. And we're so used to not having a tool like this that we kind of just don't even realize we need it. Yeah, you know, but The reality is we do need it. You know, right now the big catchphrase is, like, you need a career champion. Like, to your point, you know, you need someone who's going to root for you and sort of open doors for you and help you. And, you know, some organizations call it mentorship. And there's all these, like, professional phrases that we put around it. But really what it is is it's not being stingy with your contacts. I mean, really, really. That's what it is. It's, it's an attitude of open-handed sharing. And what have we learned? All these research studies about law of jet generosity, law of wealth generation, people don't generate wealth with a tight fist. They generate wealth with an open hand. And it's, it's sort of like a reverse psychology thing that hasn't hit networking yet. People are still stingy about their network. Mm, stop
1: being stingy with your network, people.
2: Stop being stingy make a list. Make, <laughs> make a list, check it twice, find out who's naughty or <laughs> I mean, nice. Yeah, yeah, check, yeah, check it twice, totally. Check yourself,
1: <laughs> check yourself, people. <laughs> that's <sighs> awesome. Well, I can't wait to be on people's lists on People Maven, and I'm gonna make myself some lists. So, there you go. There I, just, you go. I, I gotta use my, my Instagram stalking for good. Uh, that's how I get guests now because it's fun.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. The Instagram, um, and then that's what's cool is it's basically just a, it's a Google Chrome extension so you can be on Instagram and you find someone cool that you want to stalk or whatever and you just click the little extension you choose the picture pick the list and and then you're done and then you have that person sort of stored it for later. Oh,
1: it's so easy. Thank you for making yep. things easy.
2: I know, right? Things always—the easier, the better. We don't have time. Ain't nobody got time. For
1: Ain't that. nobody got time for that. I swear. I'm like, if it takes me more than two clicks, I don't want to do
2: it. Yeah,
1: I'm lazy like that. I got, I got places to meet people. <laughs>
2: you have, you have—you need to have time to actually interact with real humans. It's and true. It's true. Actually, I had
1: two meetings today based on a networking event I went to two weeks ago, and I happened to ask like really hard questions it was a competition. And I just asked like really obvious questions. Like why do you even need money for that? Or have you even thought about this? And people are like, Whoa. And so I ended up having like two amazing meetings that came from just speaking up and and building those connections. I love that. You were just present and then you actually responded to the situation. Yeah. But I realized that my tone was, ain't nobody got time for that. Like I was like, this is a bull. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, why are you wasting our time with this nonsense? Like yeah, it was it was a competition to get funding from from the local business improvement um, district, and my friend was one of the uh, entries. And I may or may not have been trying to poke holes in other people's projects, but anyway, she didn't end up winning. But <laughs> it was just I fun for me because they I was really
2: like pretty good hole poker. I'm a I really mean, good hole poker. <laughs> that's a but you know what? I'm gonna make a people maven list called really good hole pokers, <laughs> and you will be highlighted on that list. Yeah, so if, if any startups
1: there need to do some troubleshooting and strategic planning, I'm the hole poker to get in touch with.
2: You know, you could probably like build a whole a whole campaign around that. I love because there, are, there you go, there you go. You're like this. You could be like the the pitch doctor. If the pitch isn't right, you're gonna poke the hole in it and then get the people ready. Right? Oh. I I love am Full disclosure, I'm also completely addicted to Shark Tank, The Profit.
1: No! Oh my god, we're besties now. Like, I, I wrote my bio
2: as, as if I was sitting on a pizza night watching The uh, Profit with my cauliflower pizza and a sauce red wine. Yes, absolutely. Wow, I haven't tried cauliflower pizza yet, but I've been hearing all the rage about it, and I know that it would be good for my waistline. So, it doesn't that's good. save you much. The calorie count is still there in the cheese. <laughs> Yeah, my, we, we do love pizza. We do homemade pizza a lot. The Trader Joe's has a 99-cent dough ball. What? And, yeah, I'm not kidding. Maybe, actually, sorry, they just upped it to $1.19. No. Um, it's teardrop. Like, right? It's like two-buck check when it
1: becomes three You're like, that's not the same.
2: Channels. Yeah, exactly. it, but it's still like half, right? It's not wine yet. Literally, you just plop the dough on the tin, throw some olive oil down, roll it out, throw some sauce on there. And by the way, spaghetti sauce tastes way better than pizza sauce on a homemade (laughs) pizza. Just throw some some marinara and some cheese. You're good. Got a happy family. Takes about 10 minutes. You've got got dinner served for how much? uh, I think it cost me about six bucks, depending on if I have to buy cheese. Mm, Cheese is where it gets you. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you go organic, right? story.
1: Well, I can't eat gluten, so it's me and cauliflower, but when they want to do a gluten free 99 cent ball of dough, I'm down. Hitman yeah. hit, Trader Joe's, let's get on that.
2: <laughs> get on it, traders. My lifeline. Okay, yeah. Well, you, <laughs> so
1: good. So I, I, I think I can probably guess, but what would you say is your superpower?
2: My superpower is, yeah, as as you're going to probably guess based on the conversation, um, I'm a people person. I connect with others. I love people. Uh, Some people have called me a master enroller, meaning if I get really excited about something, I could could get other people pretty excited about it. But it has to be authentic. If it's not real, then I got nothing. Um, Yeah, my superpower is definitely um, connecting with and inspiring others. That's awesome. And what would you say is your kryptonite? Ugh, my kryptonite is that I am also very analytical. You would never know it, just like shooting the breeze with me, but I am like extremely analytical. Like actually, at people, maybe we recently took that that hilarious like Harry Potter personality quiz, mm-hmm. and everyone just thought I would be a whatever it is the house where everyone's social, Hufflepuff, or I don't even know, um, yeah. the social one. Yeah, the one where everyone like the one Harry's in, the like friendly one. Is that the G- Gryffindor. It. Oh
1: my God. I'm such oh, a nerd right now. I just oh, watched yeah, it. Yeah,
2: there you go. Don't even pretend like you
1: don't know. No, how I is literally.
2: It. to
1: Watch two Harry Potter movies while my boyfriend had the flu. And I'm like, that's five hours. I'll never get back in my life. I'm so sorry for all the Harry Potter fans, but I can't, I
2: can't get on board. So so full disclosure, I totally didn't get it until my husband forced me to read, read the first book, like, years ago. And sure enough, I loved it, but that was a while ago, and to be honest with you, I, I don't really remember. All I know is we took this personality quiz, and I got Ravenclaw. And apparently that means you, like, should be a computer scientist, which is pretty leg-slapping, like, pretty funny, mm-hmm. um, unexpected. But I do think it speaks to the um, the part of me that's really real, and that's that I'm – I am like a closet uh, analytical person and sometimes that can come out in a way that makes me um, a little a little stressed out. I think I can, when I'm unbalanced, meaning when I don't have my priorities lined up right, I can definitely come across as a little too intense or, um, you know, get a little bit of a stress ball going. Um, my friends say that it, the way it usually looks is the more calm I look, probably the more stress balls going on. So it's mm-hmm. not like I get you know, like manic throwing things. <laughs> it's more like I sort of collapse in on myself. So that's definitely my kryptonite, is just overthinking it, for sure. Gotcha,
1: and and a lot of people deal with that a lot. So it's like the paralysis by analysis.
2: Yes, yes, and particularly you know, in a startup, I have to be really careful because I could, I mean there's, in any given day, there's 8,000 problems to solve. And so in order to keep the ball moving, you just can't get stuck for too long. And so it's actually been really cool from a personal development perspective working at people maven and really asking myself after diving into something for a couple hours or you know four hour chunk like have I gotten too far in the weeds on this like have I lost productivity because I'm I'm obsessing and I think it really depends on the problem you know if you're if you were a software developer which I am not mm-hmm. then sure dive deep you know get into the numbers and the weeds that's your job but if you're doing marketing and PR that's that's a rabbit hole mm-hmm. and so that's definitely something that I'm I'm aware of and and need to be conscious of for sure.
1: So when you feel yourself kind of dipping into the rabbit hole, how do you get yourself out?
2: Fresh air, fresh air is the name of the game for me right out of college. My first job was really like an intense environment. And I learned that from a colleague every time I got like that, he would just force it. It would be the kind of thing. Like as long as there wasn't a deadline within the half an hour, he'd be like, get outside. Like we're going to walk around. By the way, that person was one of the people in the dinner club
1: <laughs> um, Awesome.
2: First job at a college friend. And I, that was a really good life practice. And also just friendship, you know, maintaining friendships and then yoga. Those are kind of like the pillars, like nature. Get out into nature frequently. Make sure I have my at least my weekly yoga class. Gosh, if I could like really design my life, I'd go every day. Um, that's a goal. Work to, Working towards that. And then um, third and finally, just connection with friends. I mean, when you when you spend time with people who know you really well, it's hard to get too spun up about the small things.
1: <laughs> well, well, this has been awesome. I'm going to go dive into PeopleMaven, and it's PeopleMaven.com, right? Yep, yeah, it's
2: PeopleMaven.com,
1: all one word. All one word, nothing fancy, no, like, crazy spellings or anything. So we'll have a link to that in the show notes, so you can go build your list and connect and and make all of your, your friends and, and influencers and people even more awesome by you sharing your knowledge and your network so don't be stingy people yeah don't be stingy don't be stingy chelsea thank you so much for reaching out and being on the show and for all the spitfires out there keep being awesome
0: thanks so much for checking out this episode of the spitfire podcast if you haven't already Go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts and subscribe to the Spitfire Podcast. Leave a review, let us know how we're doing and keep checking back every week for awesome episodes of creative entrepreneurs and passionate professionals. And don't forget, keep being awesome.